Celebrate. Hi. Thanks for coming out. It's crazy to be back in Australia. Oh, James Fosdyke's here. The wonderful James Fosdyke. Oh, you know what? What? You're listening to the dollop! You son of a bitch. Uh, this is uh, an American history podcast, sometimes Australian. Each week I read a story from American history, or Australian, to my uh, friend Gareth Reynolds. Who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. You really changed it up there on us, didn't you? Well, it would be lying to say... You didn't say your name and you said my name. Strange. It's never the same with you. At some point... My name's Dave Anthony. Yep. Great. The dollop is brought to you in part by Squarespace. What is Squarespace, guys? Well, it is an all-in-one domain website, online store, marketing tool, analytics situation. It's an all-in-one platform to build uh, an incredible online presence, run your business. They got online stores. If you're just getting started or you're established... Squarespace has a powerful e-commerce platform designed to help your business grow. You can sell unlimited products and services online. No transaction fees. Just manage your inventory really easy. Orders, customers, the whole deal. I've been using Squarespace uh, for years now. My website, uh, Gareth, has his website with Squarespace. We have our sources page with Squarespace. And, of course, the dollarpodcast.com where you can get all your tour information. That is also with Squarespace. We are all in 100%. It's, uh, it's sexy. That's all I can say. It's a very sexy situation. So look, if the dollop boys love it, and we are boys, if the dollop boys love it, uh, you should probably want to do it yourself. If you're looking for a website or thinking about it, here's what you're going to do. You are going to go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. We're also brought to you in part by Helix Sleep. Yeah, so Helix, obviously, uh, a mattress situation. We've, we've talked about it many times. We have Helix all over this house. Many, many mattresses, like 42. We went overboard. Why? Because Helix uh, mattresses are the best mattresses. They come to your house in a box. You open it up. Uh, it comes to life right in front of you. There's going to be a lot of crying. Call the grandparents. It's a big day. Maybe bigger than having a child. I, I have one, and trust me, trust me, the Helix mattress situation coming out of the box was much more fun. Here's what you're going to do uh, to order Helix. They have a quiz that takes just a couple of minutes to, to complete, uh, figure out your body type, your sleep preferences, all that. They got soft, medium, firm mattresses. Mattresses great for cooling you down if you get hot. Uh, if you got a spinal alignment situation, whatever, they got it. They got Soft, medium, firm. Uh, you sleep on your side? Do you sleep on your back? Your tum-tums, as they call it in the doctor's office? Are uh, you flip around all night like a like some kind of seal? Well, Helix is there for you. I love it. I'm getting a great night's sleep. My wife is getting a great night's sleep. The kid, whatever his name is, also a great night's sleep. I fall asleep right away. Uh, bam, I'm out. You take the quiz. You order the mattress at your match two, and it comes right to your door. It's shipped for free. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. HelixSleep.com slash dollop is where you're going to go to take the two-minute quiz, and they'll match you to the mattress that's right for you. And you can try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. 
Bam. They also have a 10-year warranty. So look, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dollop. That's up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows at helixsleep.com slash dollop. We are also brought to you in part by Athletic Greens, which I uh, drink every morning for a little pick-me-up. It's a little bit of a boost. Uh, I've been taking Athletic Greens for two main reasons. Uh, a little bit of boost, like I said, and then uh, helps my digestive system a little bit, my little, my little the whole area, the whole shoot through. I've been taking Athletic Greens for about six months now. So Athletic Greens has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Helps get the day going. I slam it in a glass of water in the morning. Uh, it tastes just like a little vanilla-y, fruity kind of. And then they got little travel packs. So I take it when I travel too. Look, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat uh, keto or paleo or vegan or dairy-free or gluten-free. And it supports better sleep and uh, recovery. Uh, the guy who created Athletic Greens did it because of uh, gut health issues. And he ended up on a really complicated routine to recover. And it cost him like 100 bucks a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on his own. So Athletic Greens now has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. So jump on board. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dollop. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dollop to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And now listen to this episode recorded live in Adelaide, Australia. February 26, 1945. Year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone's going to know this one. Yeah, of course. I know it already. Peter Brock. <laughs> Everybody's cannot wait for you to hear this fucking story. What? <laughs> Peter Brock. All right. Was born in Richmond, Victoria to Jeff and Ruth Brock. He grew up in a small rural area called Hurstbridge. Uh, they didn't have much money, the family. The house uh, didn't have electricity until 1956. Okay. So 11 Solid years. Decade, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's just fucked being up. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just imagine. All I'm right, out. let's go to bed. Blow all the candles. Yeah, just a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's the 50s. Blow the candles out. All right. Uh, Peter's the third of four brothers. They all shared a bedroom. Nice. Yeah. Real nice. Yeah. It's awesome. His just mom. Teenage years, just watching your brothers masturbate all the time. Just <laughs> primo stuff right there. Or you could not. You could not just watch have that. A, what, a nocturnal emission? Or just go out in the woods and masturbate like a bear. All right. I'm going to go log bait. I'm going to climb that tree and bait up it. 
I'm off for a bait and... Uh, his mom was a tennis player, and she won a tournament. <laughs> no wonder. She's like, well, someday tennis will bring home the money. Till then, four of you to a room. <laughs> now blow your candles out. And she won a tournament while she was seven months pregnant with her youngest. Oh, my God. It's so fucking Australian. <laughs> oh, my God. How do you lose? If you lose that, you're like, this is bullshit. <laughs> She's like, the head's out. <laughs> Uh, Jeff was a mechanic. The whole family was very into cars. Uh, his great-great-uncle was a founder of the Royal Automobile Club of Victoria, uh, an organizer of the first Australian race in 1905 from Sydney to Melbourne. And uh, Peter's dad took him to races a lot, so he was into racing. Okay. His brother Phil said, quote, Peter was very short, and he was stubborn as a mule. He wasn't a lovely kid at all. That's what happens when you share a room. Yeah. Just like Absolutely. Hate, hate each other. Oh, no. Just the cum getting all over you. Yeah. Oh. Too far, right? I left it classy. Tree baiting. He's doing the cum stuff. That's not cool. So no wonder that's probably what's in the engine. Bunch of brother cum. All right, go ahead. Brother cum. What you doing? Uh... Peter was Peter was into cars. Brother, come what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> His next song's a bit crazy. <laughs> Brother, come what you knowing? Wow. These are your other brothers. <laughs> so Peter very into cars. At seven, he was driving old Fergie a tractor and the family Chevy truck, truck on the farm. So seven years okay. old, he's driving. Okay. Um, he's very adventurous. He's a risk taker. Peter, quote, I was into running the fastest, jumping the highest, and in someone, if someone gave me a double dare, I'd take it. Fortunately, my parents allowed me to be me. Okay. Sounds kind of like most kids in a way, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's very, very naturally competitive. He was a very good Aussie Rules football player. Okay. Um, his first car was an Austin 7 that he bought when he was 12 for five pounds. He bought it for five pounds? Yeah, five pounds. Ten dollars. <laughs> Who was selling that? I think he said he bought it off a teacher. Sure. Well, no questions there. Just going <laughs> to buy a car off my teacher. Okay, I've well, there's, re there's reasons it cost five pounds. So, first, it didn't, have, it didn't have brakes. No brakes. Okay. Right. That's problematic. Second, it didn't have a body, as you can see. Was it just the engine we saw in the bucket earlier? Well, I want to be more accurate about that. It did come with a body, but he took it off with his mother's axe. His mom had an axe. She chopped stuff, wood in the backyard. When she's like nine months pregnant. Correct. So he, there, the car had no brakes and had a body, but he removed the body. He took the body off. And that seems to me like a... Off decision-making. It's good. Okay. All that was left was the chassis, the rails, uh, chassis rails, engine, driveline, steering wheel, and a plank of wood for a seat. <laughs> okay. So to, to any normal, normal person, having a car without brakes or body, that's, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. uh, but for uh, uh, Peter, it said it made him a better driver. Mm -hmm. He stopped by downshifting and sliding sideways. 
he stopped by down so he just slowly I mean could have been miles before he like felt comfortable doing that just downshifting well, he just did it on the farm yeah so he's just going in circles until the car eventually stopped well you yeah I mean you downshift and slide to stop like right. you would on a skateboard or whatever well yeah there's a difference I'm not seeing it okay I remember when I was in high school, <clears throat> this guy bought a car, and he was like, it doesn't have brakes. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm just going to downshift. But again, that's not like, that, that like slows a car. Well, he didn't make it home. He died. <laughs> and Shut I, up. And I was, no, I swear to God. And I was like. Why are you being so light about this subject? You're like snickering a little bit through it. Who the fuck does that? Who's like, I'm going to downshift home? This is a story about a friend of yours who died. It's not a friend. It's a guy I knew in high school. I mean. Look, idiots have to go. Like, at some point, <laughs> at some point, you're like, yeah, that wasn't going to work out. Like, if he didn't die of that, he was going to, like, run into a wall. Like, he's dumb. He was I a dumb I think that's person. how he died. I had a fun light story. I mean, literally, someone told me he died. I was like, yeah. I mean, what? what how else was that going to happen? What kind of grieving? You are not a human. <laughs> Your friend died. And you were it's like, not my friend. Well, who the fuck is he? You're talking to him. He's a guy in the parking lot. He's a guy in the parking lot. He's a guy in the high school so parking lot. So he's just lot. talking to you. He's like, hey, want to go for a ride? No brakes. Come That's on. That's what happened. No way. He asked me if I wanted to go for a ride in his new car. And, and you I, didn't know him. Well, he, No, I knew him. Okay. Well, this plot's thickening, isn't it? It's not a friend, though. He's, a, he's just a guy you knew who offered you a ride in his car. That sounds like what I would call a friend. And he passed away on you. And you're hurting, aren't you? Let's remember how I felt when my father died. You immediately accused me of murdering him. It's literally your first text. Well, did you? We haven't gotten to the bottom of that. Uh, no, no. I just put him in a brakeless car and told him to downshift. I think that every single night you went into his room and put a funnel in his mouth and poured whiskey in there. Killed my papa. Oh, you're saying that I did that? <laughs> yes! All right. Let's do the oil change, Mr. Anthony. There you go. Right. Shift change. <laughs> Sorry your friend died. Thank you. So he spent just days and days and days driving on the dirt roads on the farm. Uh, he had a natural gift. He decided to rebuild the engine of his Austin... And he now, they'd built another room for two of the older boys, so he shared it with his younger brother, um, who liked everything nice and clean and tidy, but then Peter decided to rebuild the engine in the bedroom. Well, so what's the deal with the parents? They're just like, <laughs> just kind of shuffling the kids around and then that's it? Then they're kind of just like... I don't know, you see your kid and he has a hobby, you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, but like, I mean, bring, like an you engine can't. in your room... He doesn't have a lot of space to himself. It's his room. I mean, again, I would say that most parents would be like, hey, These no. are the same parents who were like, you don't need brakes. So maybe not great. Right, okay. Um, so his younger brother wasn't happy because there was oil everywhere and a pool seeped into the floorboards. And Ruth then lost it. So there you go. Okay. His dad pretended to be angry but was actually proud. I'm proud of you. Well done. You're a good uh, kid. So Peter's not a good student. Sure. He does the bare minimum. 
He got a job in the parts department of a Holden dealership. He's not good at this job. Sure. Friend Al Hamley, quote, he used to love to rubbish palms and wogs. Sure. Okay, keep going. Nobody has any questions as far as what that means. <laughs> They're not good terms. What does that mean? What, say it again. Wogs, is, uh, wogs, I think, would be their version of WAP, I believe, right? So tell, let me hear the quote again. Is that right? Yeah. So Wogs. So uh, he used to love to rubbish palms and Wogs. Okay. So palms are, I assume, another race. English. English. Oh fuck I'm yeah. I'm a palm now. <laughs> is that a negative turn from the English? If I say it to English people, will they get upset? No. Don't tell them that. You fucking palm. No. That's what the guys. That was so obvious. You fucking. Dirty fucking palm. My mother's a pom pam. Pom pom. Pom pom. Okay, he used to love to rubbish palms and wogs. Enough, One... we get it. One time it was busy as buggery. Everyone was yelling and Who a... wrote did you write this? Who wrote this? It's a quote. It's a quote from the guy, his friend. Okay. <laughs> One t... This guy's like, I'm going to win most Australian. Yeah. One time it was busy as buggery. Everyone was yelling in Italian. I assume he says Italian. Mm-hmm. Pushing and shoving. Only Brock was there behind the counter. Brock jumped up on the counter and shouted, is there anyone here who isn't a bloody wog? And two Aussie guys called out and he said, well, come up here and I'll fix up you first. The rest of you guys, shut up. I mean, <laughs> so that's a fun story. Yeah, I'm. There's some insight into the guy now. It's. I love that. I love that a friend of his was just telling this fun yeah. story. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? T- <laughs> you know, it comes off terrible in that story. Those Italians. <laughs> It's also amazing for the Australians to be comfortable to be like, I'm Australian. Oh, great. <laughs> Excuse me, Italian. Pardon, Italian. <laughs> Excuse me, Wargate. Uh, so he's very into girls and cars. Uh, back then, drinking and driving wasn't illegal. Simpler times. Better, Better times. times. Thank you. Better times indeed. Quote, not sure how many of my cars he rolled, but it would have to be at least six or seven. What the fuck? It was usually when he was pissed. Sober, he was a fantastic driver. Yeah, that's not, like, unique to him. (laughs) You gotta see this guy drive sober. He doesn't flip his car. It's unbelievable how good he is sober. (laughs) Flipping cars, repeat, six or seven cars. Yeah. Drunk. Yeah. Why did it become illegal? I don't know. I don't know either. In 1965, he was what uh, we in the U.S. would call drafted. Okay. He did two years in the National Service in the Army Health Department. Um, When he got out, he married his high school girlfriend, Heather, who was also a car racer. Okay. And uh, and he started racing. Okay. So in September 1968, he won his first race and then got divorced. That's how you celebrate. A lot of people drink milk, shoot champagne. He's like, I'm leaving you. (laughs) Now that I'm a fucking winner, you're out. 
1969, he'd won over 100 races. Uh, he's a huge crowd pleaser, but he's not making money. So successful driver, Harry Firth, so he offered Peter a deal to race on his team, which became HDT, the Holden Dealer Team. Sure, because he worked at Holden Dealerships, where he Check you defended out. the WOGs. Holden, is, Holden uh, is the big car company in Australia at okay. the time. Still? We're going to get there. Uh, it's not fucking, Jesus Christ, talk about fucking upsetting the crowd. I just said, they were answering me. They weren't upset with me. Holy shit, why don't you just stab him in the heart? Your friend died. That didn't upset them as much. They're fine with That's that. because everyone was very My friend died, but they're all So like, he was your friend. No! Jacques Hughes. Jacques Hughes. Jacques Hughes. <laughs> Seems like someone's holding a lot inside. <laughs> For some reason, uh, the Holden Car Company had to pretend they weren't funding HDT. <laughs> well, they should have probably changed the name. So they have this racing team, but they're acting like they're not funding it and secretly giving money to the racing Who, team. Who, like, self-launders like that? It's so blatant. <laughs> well, they're pretending that the money is all going through the dealer network, so they're giving money to the dealers to give to HDT. But why? So it looks like the dealers are all funding the racing team. Okay, I, why don't we just move ahead? <laughs> Seems a little sticky. So Firth uh, built Peter a new car. Now, Peter has amazing talent. Firth got Peter into the Bathurst in 69. That's your big race, right? Everyone gets very excited the about Bathurst? it. The Bathurst? It's like a really long endurance street race, right? Is that what it is? Nope. Uh, everyone said yeah, and then that guy goes, no. Yeah, this You guy... were all just sort of saying yeah. Oh, it's it is track a track race. Oh, okay. I thought it was a street. Uh, okay. So... Bathurst was and still is regarded as the premier motorsport event in Australia. Okay. HDT uh, finished third, eventually losing to another Holden team. <laughs> wait, so Holden... Wait, so is that why they don't want to... I mean, don't want to dip too far into it, but Holden is a team that they're comfortable saying they fund, and then they've got, like, their side team? No, I don't think that's So it. they're just racing themselves? Are all the teams Holden? Yeah, it's 26 Holden teams. <laughs> oh, my, what are the odds? We've won again! <laughs> Christ! <laughs> uh, but he, he reached the podium. He came in third. Firth expected Peter to be working every day in the workshop. Uh, but uh, according to another driver, uh, quote, Peter didn't know what a fucking clock was. What a clock was? Like a real clock? Time didn't make any difference to him. He, he, he didn't know what an actual clock was. No, he was. did. He's okay. just saying... He probably had sundials growing up, so he was just like... <laughs> He'd come well, to work at 11 a.m. Look at the shadow. Blow the candles out. It's time for bed. <laughs> He'd come to work at 11 a.m. He never knew what time it was. What time is it? Should I, I be here or should I be sleeping or am I late? What is time? Who am I? Who am I even? Firth called him a lazy bastard. But... He's a very good driver. He, sure. wins, uh, he wins Bathurst in 72. Okay, wow. Uh, he becomes an overnight national sports hero. Okay. Uh, so then he's, then he's hanging out with famous people. Like, just like that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he became an instant sensation. He's engaged to Karen McPherson, but he has an affair with uh, Miss Australia. Oh, wow. Michelle Downs. 
Karen finds out, his fiance finds out that he slept with Miss Australia. When the papers write that he's marrying her. Oh, Jesus. Okay, right. So that's a good way to break up with your fiance. Absolutely. The best way to do it. Yeah. yeah. yeah just let nature take its course. <laughs> just let it be pretty awkward for a while, and then the papers will break the news to her. Um, so they end up arguing a lot. They fight a lot. Marriage nice. only lasted a year. Nice. Michelle is... Or to Peter, <laughs> you know, uh, roughly a long time. Michelle is adamant that he's abusive. Okay. So, well, so the comedy's going to take a break. Let's take a break there. Got to throw in that, but that's, that's what she says. Uh, Peter was very full of himself, which uh, uh, also upset the HDT mechanics and Firth. A mechanic, quote, he was out rooting all night. <laughs> now, to the, our American listeners, you're picturing a man cheering all night. As I've learned in my time in Australia... Rooting is Australian for fucking. <laughs> Risty's a hand job. Go ahead. And when you say, I root for the Warriors, yeah. Australians lose their shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I'll, let you, I'll do you one better. When you say, I'm rooting penguins... They think that's not cool to say. But it is. I was, to be fair, at to the time, fair, I was rooting penguins. He was actually rooting penguins. Uh, for them. I was rooting... He well, has a no, box help, at home. Actually. No, 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 don't help, don't help, don't help. Do not help me, don't help me. Don't and help he, me or talk anymore. And he don't fucks. help me or talk... No, Dave, come on now. Little fairy penguins. No. He fucks them. No, no. No. And that's why they're going extinct. No, to be fair. I was cheering for them in the story where you had them turned into oil. But so he was, he was out fucking all night. Penguins? Was, no, no, we're not. We're beyond that. No, no, he was, Peter Brock was out fucking all night. Yes. Which was problematic for his wife for some reason. The best woman in Australia. <laughs> Quote, he was out rooting all night and very hard to get started in the morning. <laughs> Gotta crank him up. As the dad looked at the engine. So Come on, out, Peter. So, so he's out fucking all night and she's like, I know the solution. I just got to get his dick hard. And she's model teeing him in the bed. Well, she's gone. She left. She's, oh, she's gone. Yeah, they're... Uh, oh, no, she said the marriage lasted a year. Like, right, yeah, out. but he's out fucking all night, and he's then... He's just out with late, just getting late. He's a race car driver in Australia. You, I, you can just fuck like crazy. <laughs> for sure, for sure, okay. It's the law. Right. Um, so, he's... He's always... He always... I'm going to continue the quote. He always had to have bacon and eggs and Vegemite, a cup of tea... And five Marlboro cigarettes. Oh, my God. He only got to first workshop reasonably on time, well, before lunch, because he lived two and a half minutes away. It feels like the success has gone to his head a little bit. But also, he's, he's a 
He's a race car driver. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Well, yeah, but they're but they still expect him to like show up and work. Yeah, they wanted to work right. on the cars and stuff, but also. But he doesn't give a fuck because he's like winning races and yeah, he's, he's just a fucking out race fucking car all driver, night, smoking five cigarettes for breakfast he with bacon. He didn't get into it to fucking work in a garage. He got into it to drive. You work for him, relax. And you sound really like let yeah. the guy root. All right. <laughs> Firth was told to let Peter go by Holden due to the bad press from the divorce. Okay. So now he's on his own as a race car driver. His dad becomes his mechanic, and he won his first four races. Victoria introduced a new blood alcohol content limit of 0.05%. By the way, it's pretty... That's really fucked not up. Not great. Like what, I mean, I mean especially guys, in this country. You guys must have been fucking up so bad for yeah. them to go... That's not a lot. No, it's like, it's like a beer, maybe. It's like maybe. half a boot of beer. He, uh, Peter became the front man for the ad campaign, and this He led... became the person who was like, don't drink and drive. Yeah. Unless you're me, then fucking bloody yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, he... Why did they pick him? I don't, because he's And like now a... Keith Richards with an anti-drug message. <laughs> hey, really fuck you up. Uh... Uh, because he's like a the big racer. Like the, but still, they didn't, he was like, oh, I've flipped a bunch of cars. Um, so he and two friends would party quite a bit, but Peter was not good at party. Oh, so his car becomes 05. That's, that becomes his number. Because of the blood alcohol. Yeah. Nice. Uh, but, but it's not 05. It's .05. Yeah, yeah, well. Right? I know, but he's like, whatever. <laughs> 05. The new blood alcohol number is 05. Now, it might sound like not a lot, but that's actually two bottles of whiskey legally. Pretty fair, if you ask me. A man who's flipped half a dozen cars. Uh, he and two friends partied quite a bit, but Peter was not good at it. One friend said, quote, he had to pace himself two or three drinks, and he was on the floor. He was genuinely Mr. .05. <laughs> I would feel, no wonder he was flipping so many cars. So he just had a low tolerance. Yeah, he, right. he would just get shit-faced really quick. It's not a lot of super drunks or have such a low tolerance. That's yeah. admirable. Uh, so Peter's more of a ladies' man than a drinking man. Okay. Uh, he met Beverly McIntosh. She was married to one of Peter's friends. Nice. But the marriage wasn't going well. So take her. It's fine. That's <laughs> how it works. You get this one. Yeah. When she told Peter she was thinking of leaving her husband... Peter told her to move in with him, which is what you do if you're a friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. The friend, the friend didn't seem to care. He was like, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's natural. That's how it's supposed to go. <laughs> Our time's coming to an end, so you guys should just merge your stuff. Another friend of theirs said, quote, I think he was happy to get rid of her. <laughs> now, Women feel like they don't have a lot of value in this story to me so far. <laughs> Now, Beverly and this guy already had a son. <laughs> he really did? Okay. Whose name was Brock. Uh, what? <laughs> so, predictive birthing? <laughs> she called her shot? So, the new... So, his, they didn't want to call him Brock Brock. Oh, my God. They had to call him Brock Brock. I know! I am Brock Brock. <laughs> ah! Brock Brock! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Brock, Brock, want to see real dad. 
Brock, Brock, Miss Real Dad. All right, Brock, Brock, settle down. Go into your box. Brock, Brock, hate box. All right, Brock, Brock, relax. I think we should have given that boy a real name. It's like an animated character. Brock, Brock. Well, so that's exactly why they they changed his name to Jamie. Uh, Jamie. Brock, Brock. Jamie. They just they name him Jamie. What, at like age 12? They're like, you're Jamie now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so they would actually stay together for 28 years. Holy shit. I yeah. didn't see that coming. Friend Tim Penderton, quote, she had to ignore Peter's activities because it was going to happen anyway. So she just is, like, cool with him Well, that's always, that's always the, the, the dude's friends. It's just fucking Jake, man. He likes to fuck. Like, if she, <laughs> if she wants to have him as her husband, then he's, he's, he's got to fuck, man. He it's doesn't like, know what time is, but he's got a sundial between his legs. So it's, it's just... It's who he is, man. He's a fuck, he's a fuck guy. Yeah. So it comes with the, comes with the deal. This guy's suck it up. This guy's just going to fuck a bunch. <laughs> So, He's one of these guys who loves to fuck, so yeah. super rare. Yeah. <laughs> Peter used to specialize in hiring, so this is what the friend says. Peter used to specialize in hiring secretaries. I know one of the receptionists that had to hire one of them, she was told to hire someone who looks really good and is prepared to fuck Brock. Oh, my to God. To give him some relief. Oh my God! See, this is what he grew up in a room. He became like a chimpanzee <laughs> because he grew up in a room of like testosterone with his other brothers. The fuck are you blaming this on having brothers? Uh, well, well, let, oh, I'm sorry. What's the matter? Your friend died. And you didn't care. You're gonna take it out on me? Cheers to my bro. Whatever his name was. <laughs> whatever his name was. <laughs> okay, so part of the job is that you've got to fuck him for relief. Yeah, he because was, he's again, he's a gorilla man. Well, he had a see. He was saying that he was under a lot of stress. So, oh, so, so you got to get his fuck secretary. Absolutely, change his oil, as it were. Sorry. So the HD team, energy's taking a real dive here in the last two minutes. The HD team becomes the Marlboro Holden dealer team. Peter already. Smoked Marlboros, so this was a perfect... I like that he's driving a car, four cigarettes, and the number is the legal limit that you can, like, to not drive. It's just and I love that back there in the tent, it says Marlboro Special Mild, because we've taken uh, COVID and done the same thing we do with cigarettes. It's mild. Peter uh, used to keep a pack of cigarettes and a lighter in the glove box of his race car in case the car broke down so he could have a smoke. <laughs> Sounds like his priorities were a little out of whack, maybe. That's like the best, most 70s thing ever. God, smoking is great. Yeah. I miss cigarettes. Well, you know, especially around all that gasoline and, yeah. You know. Absolutely. It just the car comes to a stop slowly. Yeah. And there everyone's watching it and then like two minutes later it bursts into flames. And Brock is smoking. What the fuck happened there? Uh, <laughs> Brock is ignited. So the team is now MHDT and they're looking for a new driver. Um, they're the perfect match. And Peter's back. Okay. Back with HDT. So 
1979, Holden announced they were getting out of the racing game, which was weird because the company had been pretending it wasn't in the racing game. Right. People are like, that's a strange retirement. <laughs> well, it's tough. With a heavy heart today, we are retiring from something that we were not doing. We swear to God. But we're done, and it's emotional. Uh, 20 years of not doing this. <laughs> Looking back at all those non-memories. Gosh. <laughs> I'll never forget what didn't happen. Uh, Holden said it, it was because the factory team was crushing too many others, including dealer teams. So he's like, we're just too good. So well, we that can. doesn't happen. That's Look, not. It, we're just, <laughs> there we're had so to be good. something else we'd never uncovered. So they said it was to level the field. That's why they were getting out. Nobody does that. That's what people do. That's never do. happened in sport. It's happened. It's I'm done. I guess Michael Jordan. In truth, the CEO wanted to spend more money on res go. research and development. So Peter got bank loans, and with the dealer's help, he bought MHDT. Oh, and no. And part of the deal was he would produce a limited edition MHDT modified Holden Commodore only sold by dealers who were kicking into the racing team. I'm sorry. So he's going to sell. Yes. He's going to take a, a Holden Commodore, which is a, uh -huh. a type of sedan. Sure. And he's going to trick it out like it's a race car. Right. And then the dealers are going to sell his special Peter Brock brand Peter, right, car. okay. So it's like his, his fancy he's got Holden. His, right, okay. He's got his own car. Holden would send him factory cars, he'd make alterations, and they would become HDT special vehicles. Wait, so, sorry. In my head, it was like this was a line of cars, but he just gets a car, fucks with it, and then they just sell his kind of random car? Exactly. It's okay, like he's getting, so he's just making yes. weird tweaks to the car? 100%. <laughs> he's like getting a Honda... There's Hondas. a boy in the back. Brock, Brock! No, Brock, Brock! Shh. He's like getting a Honda Civic and, like... Painting right. on something on it and putting a flare and being like, how about that? There's feces in this car. It's special edition. <laughs> okay. Uh, so sometimes they were... Hey, you, are we getting those new special edition cars? I haven't figured out what to do to this one just yet. So probably deflate the tires. And... <laughs> it's really hard to keep making these different, you know? Bit off a lot. So sometimes they're race cars made available for sale. Other times they were standard holding cars with so minor. It's a bike. Minor. It's very special. <laughs> it's a Brock special. With minor modifications and styled to look like race cars. So Peter now owns Australia's premier racing team, and he has to design a car. The first HDT special vehicles Commodore was delivered on October 1980. Writer Wayne Webster, quote, it was an in-your-face machine. What? It looks like a tennis bag. <laughs> an in-your-face machine? <laughs> you ever seen anything like this? Yeah, these are most cars of this era. It looks like all cars. It's just like a white car with, like, three stripes. Can you believe it? Peter, what was your inspiration? Well, I looked at another car, and I was like, I'll just do that. And uh, there it is. We've taken a car that looks like all cars. And made it look like all cars again. <laughs> the new Peter Brock. Uh, 
Only one exists. <laughs> so it has a rear spoiler and flare guards. Uh, sure, that means a lot to me. And a, a bold red, black, and white striping. I mean, under a the... bold? I mean, it is like shining shit to be it's, like, that's bold. It's so bold. Look at that bold stripe that you've seen on everything of this era. <laughs> so the car sold super fast. People were like, wow. This is... Have you ever seen a car? He must have been, like, shitting his pants, like, I did a terrible job. And then people are like, whoa, dude. How the fuck? You're a genius, man. Wow. It's got seats on the inside and everything. Look at these turn signals. You can tell which way. Wow. He, uh, around this time, Peter sold, uh, signed a deal with Bridgestone. He keeps winning races. He's so dominant that he got the nickname the King of the Mountain from his uh, many wins at Mount Panorama and where, uh, where Bathurst is held. Sure, yep. Um, so he's doing big ads. He's at the top of his game. At this point, he looks unbeatable. The company's taken off. He has 130 employees. Bev is pregnant again. Uh, people lose their shit when the next HDT special Commodore comes out. I can't wait to see what this is. It's going to be a tractor. 1982. What the fuck? Is he... I feel like he's just, like, stealing cars. This is not a very... This is even more basic. Yeah, it is. This makes the other one look like it's worth the freakout. This is just a blue car from the 70s. This is every blue no, car it, from the... It has this a thing on the side, a stripe. There's, like... It's not right. even a stripe, Dave. I just think that's metal. Yeah, that's metal. It's got metal on the side, but it has a... On the back, it's got the spoiler. Could they not clean the... It looks like they cleaned the cars inside with the Vaseline from the previous ad. She's <laughs> like, this isn't coming off. I can't even see. Feels like I'm over the limit and I'm sober. Brock, Brock. <laughs> oh, there's a baby in here. That's probably explained. There's a lubed up baby in here. It looks like it's fresh out of the womb, but it's got to be 12. It is just greased like a hog. So this sell, this car fucking sells What is hot. happening with the... Why are you People, guys buying this car Australia like that? Australia's like, this thing's crazy. Holy shit, Holy it's, shit it's blue. Like, it's got brakes. The list goes on and on. It's like a Mad Max. Oh, my God. It's really ordinary. It's, it's so really like It's ordinary. like, yeah. It was like a car I would be like, no, I don't know. It's just blue. Well, he made it look like that. So, sells great. Peter Brock and Holden are now completely tied together. The Holden boardroom uh, is discussing how to keep building up the Peter Brock brand. Look, how do we top? I mean, look, we topped the white car with three stripes. Somehow, we came up with baby blue. I say we just retire on top. We're not going to be able to come up with another car that's this amazing. My God. The greasy windows, the four tires. <laughs> wow. Headlights. Headlight, amazing. Windshield wiper, but it's just crazy. Yeah. The fact that it runs on, what did you call it again? Petroleum jelly? <laughs> That's right. You must be exhausted from just thinking of any car you've seen in anything. When I see a car, I think how... Could that be different? Could it be blue? Yeah. Oh, just stop! It's, I, I, come on! Yeah. It's like it's, honestly, it's like talking to Einstein. You're losing me again. 
How do you do it? <laughs> so the they're trying to figure out ways to you know blow him up more. They the Holden people considered giving him a dealership in each capital city. But he didn't want that. He wanted to race and he wanted to make cars. Well, he can't focus on the creative <laughs> car. I mean, he's inventing so many car styles. It's taking up a lot of his time. It probably took eight minutes to come up with those two cars. So uh, Holden is now directly supporting MHD, uh, MHDT. Being very successful, he's living large. But his health starts to suffer. He's, he's getting in rough shape. Peter, according to a uh, Jalpnik article, quote, lived like you'd expect an Australian racing driver of the 70s to have lived. Lots of booze and cigarettes and fiberglass particle inhalation. Right. So I guess there was a lot of fiberglass in the cars and breaking sure. up and getting in the air. Sure, in the hair, sure. Um, so he makes a go at Le Mans. He doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't go over well. It doesn't work well. The Australia media notices when he comes back from Le Mans that he looks really bad. And one Australian journalist decided he had cancer. He's like, well, this guy's... The, look at the Australian journalist was like, that's cancer. Yeah. <laughs> so we don't even need to ask him about it. I know cancer when I've seen it. He has it for sure. Look at him. He's tired. He's sweaty. He just got out of a car. Think of all that fiberglass in his hair. He smokes cigarettes. He's got terminal cancer. <laughs> I'm 100%. So, Bev sent him to Dr. Eric. He doesn't need to go to a doctor. I've pretty much... If you have any questions, you can shoot him this way. No, but What he, do you want to know about his... No, I understand that he has cancer. He has so cancer. We're going to send him to a doctor. You've to... sent it. I'm right here. What do you need to know about his... He's dying from cancer. You're just a journalist. Like, you're... I'm going to send him to a doctor to, you know... Help I'm ready him. to. Um, do you have questions about what we should do to save him? You're a sports writer. And I'm wearing a lab coat. <laughs> Please call me doctor. I, I won't. We need to put him in intensive treatment right away. What is that? He will start smoking more. <laughs> this is the 70s. I don't think you know how anything works. Have you tried petroleum jelly? <laughs> it can be quite effective. We need to get a bunch of jelly into your husband. Trust me, there's a lot of jelly in my husband. <laughs> well, I've been off-put so much. <laughs> I don't think I want this case anymore. Uh, so Bev sends him to Octor, sorry, Octor, Dr. Uh, Eric Dowker. There's a chiropractor. And I make chiropractor. So you're telling me a journalist was trying to tell you what to do with your husband's cancer? I hate when people try to swing out of their league. I work with uh, cracking backs. So I'll probably be able to figure out what we need to do to save your husband. Does his back hurt? Because I could crack it. If that's not what it is, we might want to get the journalist in here for a second opinion. Because... Have you ever cracked the cancer out of somebody? I can't say that I have, but by the same token, I can't say that I haven't. A lot of people feel better when they come to me. Yes, you crack his back. That doesn't, exactly. really do any, that doesn't do anything, though. Well, we've not tried. I've seen people come in here who are dead. 
And then they've walked out of here singing. So you're telling me you're healing dead people? You said it, but yeah. So he's not just a chiropractor, he's also a natural health healer. Mm -hmm. We need to crack your husband's back in some plants. <laughs> now, Bev had been uh, on uh, board with Dr. Dowker's healing ways for a while. Dowker was also treating, at this point, Peter's mom and his brother, Louis. For? The other stuff. Back pain? <laughs> o motor oil problems. Sure. Dowker was a big proponent of new age health methods. He got Peter Which in the 70s were fucking crazy. Oh, the best. <laughs> so he actually got Peter to do some very smart things. Uh, got him on a vegetarian diet. He stopped smoking and drinking. I, it seems like a pretty softball to be that doctor. Well, he's got cancer. We can't have him smoking anymore. Interesting. Very, very revolutionary techniques. Um... So this had an amazing effect from the book, uh, Peter Brock, How Good Is This? by Walter Webster, quote, his body started ridding itself of all the toxins he had ingested. Glass fibers literally emerged from the pores of his skin. Oh, come and on. And he started to feel fantastic. Shut the fuck up. He's turning into, like, pinhead? <laughs> He's got fiberglass popping out of his face? <laughs> Peter, there's more. I know. This is crazy. All I do is stop drinking and all this yeah, look came at out this. of me. Now I'm like a bed of needles. Because fiberglass is in your body going, I need booze. <laughs> and if you can't get it, it's yeah. like, we must get to the bar. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, that's not true. No. Okay. He said, that's what he said. Okay. So he says he starts to feel fantastic. He, he told his close friend something else happened in, uh, at Le Mans to affect his health. The flag marshal had been asleep with his head resting on the guardrail. Sorry. So, who's, who's the flag marshal? Oh, the race guy? Yeah. Flaggy? He's flaggy guy. Okay. So, he was taking a nappy nap during the race. The flag guy is taking a nap during the race? I think it's a long race, wait. Is Le Mans like I, super, by the, super I don't long? care if it's a long race. If that's your job, this is, you stay up for this time period. You try. Woo! What lap are they on? I'm going to kip out for a while if that's cool with everybody. Yeah. It's yeah, taking forever. Also, like, who puts their head on a guardrail to go to sleep? Oh, that's nice. That's a pillow. That's good. So, the guardrail got hit by uh, a, a car. It's not a great guardrail. And his neck was snapped and he was killed. Oh, okay. Well, I wish that I'd just let you get it out. Is it too late to go see Dr. Chiropractor? <laughs> yes, very oh, much. It is? Okay. Now, where does it hurt? Oh, this is one of my tougher cases. So what happened was, Peter said the French flagman's spirit entered his body. What the fuck? So this guy <laughs> dies, and then Peter's like, oh, oh my lord, I can't believe I woke up. All I was supposed to do was wave the checkered flag, but no. Oh, Christ almighty. Look at all this fiberglass popping out of my pores. Whoa. This yeah. is a wife we're led. That's exactly what happened. Wow. <laughs> so, Dr. Dowker had performed some sort of exorcism. Okay, so this rid. chiropractor is, like, really just... Look, he knows a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, okay, 
So Peter thinks that the French flag guy went into his body thinks because it did. Of, sorry, did because of Dr. Chiropractor. No, the the French guy went into his body and then the Dr. Dowker got rid of him through an exorcism. Oh, then the doctor was like, All right, well, um, I can try to crack him out of your back. Hopefully that'll work. <laughs> Again, I am simply a chiropractor. <laughs> Let's hope this works. Oh, oh. <laughs> Whoa! That's crazy. Stop doing that. He's in your spine, Peter. Enough already. Leave me alone. Let me be. So, yeah, so he gets rid of the spirit. So Peter is now 100% on board the Dr. Dowker train. He's like, this guy's amazing. This guy's great. He cured me of the cancer that we don't know if I actually had. Fiberglass is coming out of my face, and he took the French guy out of my back who I saw die. This guy's unbelievable. You gotta see this guy. He's the best doctor I've seen since that journalist who just said he was a doctor. Now, Dowker was also very into the healing powers of crystals. Nice. There it is. <laughs> and, and Bev is also very into crystals. Nice. So soon Peter is all in on crystals. Nice. Now, Marlboro is Peter's biggest sponsor, and clearly that's not going to work with this new lifestyle. Right. So the company was out, and new sponsor, uh, Mobile Oil, was in. But Peter never talked to Marlboro. Okay. He'd been with them for years. He just stopped talking to them, and he had, like, friends at the company. But, I mean, you, like, you can quit smoking, but to quit them as a sponsor, cold turkey. He never talked to them again. They just didn't know That was it. They were like, are we still doing business? Hello, I'm uh, representing Peter now. I'm his uh, agent. I was the flagman who passed away. Um, now I live in this house plant. <laughs> Have you met the chiropractor? Some crazy shit is happening over here, to be quite frank with you. Um. So 1985 was a rough year. European cars had leaped ahead of Holden's. The Commodore was too slow, it was fragile, it was outclassed. Peter only won one race that year. Also, in 1985, crystals started appearing around HDT in the offices. Nice. And people were acting a bit different. Sure. But you mean because they were like, why are there crystals everywhere? Peter's second in command at the company, John Harvey... Okay. And he said he saw people dipping crystals into their tea and dangling them over their meals at HDT. Mm -hmm. As happens in a... Sure, absolutely. Yeah, who hasn't done that? Harvey, quote, We thought it was harmless. If people wanted to believe in crystals for whatever reason, who cares? By the way, that's how we all feel about crystals. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, everyone has like the person who's like, and you're like, great, good for you. I'm good. That's fine. I'm glad that that's helping you a lot. Then it developed a bit further than that. A couple of the mechanics found crystals strapped to the engine dyno or on the engine itself. So, Peter, this is a problem now because these are we've kind of worked on all this stuff and you're popping crystals inside of it. So that's not how um, that's not how this works. Um, so Well, that's you know what I'm doing. So uh-huh. A lot of these cars are breaking down because we're just finding crystals. You put a bunch of crystals in the gas tank. Are they breaking then, down because there aren't enough crystals in them? Is, no, 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 because they were working great, and they were great cars, and then there's just all these... I mean, you can't just put crystals in some of these... You can. 
You shouldn't. You will. You won't. We are. You well, should not. We're gonna. Okay, that's gonna be a problem then. I'm just telling you right off the bat that um, a lot of these cars won't start anymore. So much negative energy. I understand. Yeah. And I have, been, I have been eating the crystals like you said, but it has not been... Um, I don't feel great, to be well, honest. Well, they don't feel great about you. you oh, know they, I mean? They're feeling what you feel. Right, you said that. Right, okay. So you're, you're, you're bumming them out. Right. And crystals need to feel your energy to give he, it back. Right, okay. It's a loop. Right. Okay, all right. So, okay, so these cars do work. Yeah. In a crystal sense. Oh, yeah. They're crystal cars. Okay. I'm going to build the whole car of crystal. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, part of me wants to push back, but I feel like you're going to give me more crystals if I do. Well, that's just negative. Yeah, right. So I need more crystals to... Right. Yeah. Okay. For sure, this is on you. Yep. It's always good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Come by my office anytime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to get on my unicorn. Okay. So, a dyno, the thing that the crystals are on, is a device that measures the force or torque. Yeah, now, obviously. Now it has I know what a dyno is. It crystals. registers the torque of the crystals. Now it has crystals on it. So, the theory is pretty simple. If the crystals had improved Peter's health so greatly, imagine what they could do to a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. And Peter did a lot of research on the effects of crystals on a car's engine and came to the conclusion that he had found the future of automobile technology. Well, I mean, considering how often we now use crystals in our cars, he was, he's right. Ahead of his time. Yeah, for sure. No one knows exactly when the crystal energy device was constructed or who built it. 
I feel like Peter probably built it, and that's not great. <laughs> so this is pretty cool. This is a crystal energy device. It was a magnet. This is a magnet. And some bits of crystal that were held... And then I just sprinkled crystals on it like Salt Bay. Held together with a glob of resin. And then there's resin on it. And then the whole thing, we just dip in petroleum jelly. And look at this. What can it do? Tim Pemberton, the HDT publicist, named it the Energy Polarizer. But he had no idea what it was supposed to do. (laughs) Okay. He knew. So it's a, it's a bunch of people maybe kind of just like wanting to get paid, and so they're kind of yeah, indulging in a delusion a little bit. Yeah, the boss is like, we're going to do this, and everyone's like, okay. I mean, how hard? Wh- sure, how you want to make be? a crystal energy machine? That sounds great, boss. It's, yeah, it's just crystals. Like, what's, it gonna, what's the harm, really? Right. Quote, I was practicing for a touring car round of the Sandown 500, and I was just at the end of the back straight, when I felt something bang on my foot, I knew it was metal, and my first reaction was that one of the mechanics had left a screwdriver or spanner or something in the car. So he rolled into the cockpit, where he discovered it was the energy polarizer. This was the first time he realized they were secretly being put into the race cars. And he was shocked. And it's just clanging around on the floor while he's trying to drive. He's like, right. yeah, that's right. You don't want to strap them down. They might not work. <laughs> fair point, Peter. Fair point. That's absolutely fair. How big is the energy polarizer? It's, not, it's like that It's big. tiny. Okay. It's not that I big. was picturing like a No, speaker. it's not a huge. Okay. It's probably like half the size of a can or okay. something. Okay. Eventually, Peter explained to his team that the energy polarizer rearranged the mon- molecules in a car, which made it more efficient, avoid rust, run smoother, and handle better. Manager and co-driver Larry Perkins, he tells Peter, you're that, acting crazy. And he, he was not a good student, so we've heard that he just was like a bit of a drunk, and now he's the one who's giving never, like crystal I, science I'm lessons. never really a bit of a drunk. I think that... Uh, oh, okay. I mean, but he just flipped his car six or seven times hammered. I, yeah, I mean, there's that, but he... he that's just Australia. Sure. He, he's not wrong. No, he, he, he more, like, thought he was hot shit at some point. And right. Then I think Regardless, think there's no real scientific basis other than he started he, to see a plant chiropractor. He did not get a degree in crystals. Right, and now he's, like, explaining, like, how the molecules work with the crystals. Yeah. Right, okay. To prevent rust and rust. Right, right. So Larry Perkins, who's there, says, you know, you're acting crazy and you're doing damage to everyone who works at the company's image. Because they don't have enough crystals around their energy, (laughs) so we need to figure that out ASAP. And so Peter fired him. You're fired, first of all. Actually, I'm going to let the crystals tell you why. (laughs) Go ahead. Hey, we had to let Peter go because he had some uh, bad stuff to say about crystals. So that's our line. That's where we are. After that, people at HDT kept their opinions about the crystal situation. Everyone feel good about the crystals now? Is everyone feeling pretty good? Awesome. Nobody's saying anything? Great. So the whole company splits into two factions. There's those who believe in crystals (laughs) and those who don't. This crystal thing's really going on for a while. I sort of felt like we were hitting a lot of phases. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. By... 1986, Brock is the most decorated racer in Australian history. He's got nine Sandown titles, eight Bathurst crowns, being fit and healthy for the first time ever. 
He put together an ambitious race schedule of Australia, New Zealand, Europe, and Asia. His latest special, Holden, is about to drop. Oh, no. This car better be covered in fucking crystals. The HDT Director. So it was designed to look sleeker and run, run better. Peter saw the Director as one of the premier luxury sports cars of the era. The body and engine were not the big selling point for the Director. It was a revolutionary new invention. The Energy Polarizer. It's like a keychain license plate. It's a little box with Peter crystals. Peter Brock, energy polarizer. It's a little box with crystals. And what is this going to cost? This probably kicks your car up a notch. Well, if you get the option. You have the option to not have it? No, I don't know. Oh, that'd be great. So it's a plastic box with magnets and crystals attached oh, to the body of the car with a single screw. But if you described it as that, Peter would take a exception to the idea that it was simply a box of... Magnets and crystals. His explanation, which is completely made up, was that the energy pol- polarizer harnessed the power of crystals to make the car incredible. <laughs> That's just, I love, oh, there's nothing better than dumb smart guys. It's the greatest. <laughs> it just makes the car, you don't, you're not understanding. It's not just a box of magnets and crystals. It's the energy polarizer. It's harnessing all of the energy around the car to make the car substantially better because of the crystallization of the molecular structure of the atomizer that is elevating the status of the volumes inside of the polarization chamber, which is a magnetic field in many ways, but it's also itematizing a lot of different chemical reactions inside of the harnessed chamber, which is, again, popping and banging. So it's totally important. And not a lot of cars are offering that. You can trust me. I'm the guy who invented the blue car and the car with the three stripes on the side. I know what I'm talking about. I basically grew up with chimp brothers who were just whacking off all day. Okay. Have you met the chiropractor who saved me from cancer that I didn't have? I don't, I just want to go. I don't want to. Well, the prior to the reason why you want to leave is because you've not taken a rip off of the energy polarizer yet. (laughs) This is a vape. (laughs) So he sent the energy polarizer to G, because so GM is is in business with Holden, right? But not for long. So he sends the energy polarizer to GM in the U.S. to have it tested at the Milford Proving Ground, which is like this sort of legendary proving ground that's very so hard to get. So a bunch of scientists get. got like a little boy's science project, and they're like, "We want you to test this to see what it does to the cars." He had to call in favors to get it done. Sure. No information from the test was ever released. Because they were just like, what the fuck is this? This looks like a toy. Did it change the structure? Could you imagine the conversations was happening at GM? They're like, he fucking sent us a box of crystals. Look, look, just pretend that it does something and see what you come back with. So how'd the testing go? Really uh, good, Peter. We found a lot of interesting stuff. It's really unbelievable. Yeah, Yeah. so... um, 
You haven't told a lot of people about this, have you? you haven't everybody. Like, you everybody. haven't, like, publicly talked about everybody. this? Everybody. We're changing the world. Uh-huh. We're changing right. the fucking okay. world. Okay, yeah. So. Not since the combustion engine has there been something this big. And when you say the combustion engine, what do you mean? The thing that combusts. And again, if you were to, if I were to break that down a little further, what does that mean to you? You put the the gas goes in. Are you talking about the engine? Yeah. Yeah. See, you're just using, you're just putting terms around things. It feels like, which is great. Look, we love the way that a child designed this. Crystal. Right. Oh, oh, oh! Wow, Peter. You felt it, right? Yeah. Whoo! Look at all the fiberglass coming out of my pores. What a spell. So, Isn't Peter fantastic, everybody? <laughs> so when, it, when the test was over, Peter thought GM was going to put energy polarizers in all GM cars. And that would make Peter and Dowker rich beyond words. So it's not necessarily for him about changing uh, the... Automobile industry. He's looking to get money from I his think crystal. It's both. Right. In 1987, HDT, uh, the director, had the energy polarizer as standard in the vehicle. At this point, there's like fucking no turning back. They're in Brock's well, name. Well, you can't really turn the car because the energy polarizer is probably like caught in the steering chamber or something. <laughs> Brock's name, and more importantly, the Holden, Brock, Brock? The Holden brand is synonymous with what people think is just fucking pseudoscience nonsense. Right. Okay, so people are finally like, what the fuck is he talking about? So, right? Yeah, okay. so Holden... Yeah, word's getting out. So Holden now is freaking out. Because he's got his energy polarizer. Because it's... Make, I mean, he's basically showing up with a flux capacitor, like, see? Yeah, he's made up a this thing. Is, we could time travel now. We could start this all earlier. And... If we drive over .05 intoxicated, <laughs> we go back to the Vaseline campaign. <laughs> so the, the big problem is, is that Holden... <laughs> I know the big problem. Holden cars have warranties. So the crystals are an actual legal problem with performance claims that could be made about a box of crystals. What do you mean? Like, someone could be like, this box of crystals. So, Holden is like, we can't put something out there that doesn't do anything, because then people... Could say... It doesn't do anything, right. and they want money back. It's right. a fucking shit show. Right. I mean, basically, they could get sued. It looks like an SD card, an empty box, and a little nickel bag of weed. Yeah. So, Holden sets up a test at their proving ground, and they found no performance gain from the energy polarizer, and they... Refused to endorse the car. So now there's tension between Holden and HDT. And a friend le- leaves HDT at this point. He tells Peter to just fucking drop it. Let it go. And John Harvey tells Peter he doesn't believe in it. He tested it, and it makes no difference. Peter then said, for the polarizer to work... <laughs> you have to believe in it. Tire pressure has to be at 22 PSI. Which is essentially a flat tire. He wants all the cars to have flat tires. Because that's the only way the crystals fucking work. Uh-huh. Interesting tweak. Which is Well, are you inflating the tires? Yeah, it's a car. Well, that's a big problem. 
The polarizer hates that. Now Bridgestone is like, wait, Bridgestone, what? a huge company, is like, what's Why your are you pla- flattening? The well, tires? we can't inflate your tires. Bridgestone's like, no, don't. That's dangerous. So Holden, if, if you didn't have an energy polarizer, it would be. <laughs> so Holden tells Peter uh, to stop putting energy polarizers in cars. Just fucking stop it. No, you stop taking them out. <laughs> right, Peter ignores them. The crystals have been known about for a while in the racing circles, but now the Australian media finds out. So they obviously are like, what the fuck's happening? Holden decides to publicly... I can't publicly believe how big of a player the energy polarizer is being. To publicly... Holden decides to publicly give Brock and Dr. Bowker the opportunity to explain themselves. Oh, yes. Uh, I don't like talking in front of people, Peter. I'm just a chiropractor, to be honest. I really... According to uh, Jalbnik, quote, they refer to the mythical Orgon energy. What? Okay. They refer to the mythical Orgon energy as ABA energy to make it sound more scientific, suggesting that any molecules, sorry, (laughs) any molecules in the, quote, sphere of influence, end quote, are made to be, quote, aligned to the direction of the high-energy transmission. Dude, they really, I mean, it is just gobbledygook, right? That's what, it's what said, I was doing before. That's what you are doing. You see, if you get close to the uh, atomizer, you'll find that molecularly... <laughs> they use a lot of, basically, they use a lot of big words to say, crystals are really fucking These are crystals. Cars. Look at this. Take a look. I'm going to stake, I love the double down. Like, everyone's like, stop talking about your made-up thing. And he's like, no! You stop doubting my made-up thing. Wayne Webster said the media described Peter, (laughs) quote, as having a few too many of Australians' favorite marsupials loose in his top paddock. Is that like a way of saying he has kangaroos in his brain? Yeah. Okay. The media was now calling Dr. Dowker, Dr. Feelgood. I get this guy. I yeah, completely yeah, yeah. understand this guy's deal. 100%. Like, he's just being brought along. He's like, for sure, yeah, I'm a doctor. For sure, yeah, I know how to deal with crystals. For sure, yeah, they're magic. For sure, I'll look at the inside of an engine. Holy fuck. This guy's got a lot of money. He is just amazing, though. This guy's just a fucking chiropractor, natural healer guy. Now he's on a racetrack. Yeah, like, yeah, people are like, do you know what you're doing? He's like, mm-hmm. Which one's the uh, engine again, just to be clear, just for those of us who don't know? Newspapers are Does saying... Does anyone's back hurt or anything? Because <laughs> I'm actually really good at that sort of... Newspapers were saying Bev slept under a pyramid. Wait, Most... who slept under a pyramid? Bev, his wife, Peter's slept wife. under a pyramid? Yeah. Okay, and we're just kind of tossing that aside. I mean, there's just tons of shit. They're okay, just making so shit they, she just has a home pyramid that yeah. she... Okay, we'll just keep going. She's sleeping Mo- under a pyramid. She's, Most stories are nonsense. She's like a pharaoh. Most stories are nonsense. But the truth, the real truth is just fucking crazy. Sure. So the, the, the V.L. Brock director is still due to be released in early 1987. Holden said they want to test the car, but Peter never gave one to them. And then he unveiled it on January 20th, 1987. Oh, my God. At a black tie gala with media, <laughs> politicians, and celebrities. Oh, No. But he didn't tell Holden he was doing this. He just held a big event right. to release the car right. that isn't that is thing. That has a... It's not real. Right. <laughs> Holden cut him loose the next morning. Why? Or, or that day. 
John Harvey resigned. Peter couldn't believe it and tried to get Harvey to change his mind. They just finished first and second in a race two weeks before. Then yeah. more people started resigning. Dr. Dalker said, quote, we don't want to get stuck with negativity. We're going to need to come up with a whole new crystal invention, Peter. This is so many people are quitting and doubting us. We might have to come up with a ray gun. <laughs> Again, I went to school for like three months. <laughs> the day after the split, when Peter and his brother shut up to HDT, there was no management. Everyone had left. Okay. Peter remained defiant and thought Holden was out to destroy him and take his business. Bev said he was stabbed in the back by the people he trusted. So what to do now? Well, obviously, go on 60 Minutes and introduce them to the energy polarizer. Oh, Jesus, the triple down. He did an interview with Wheels Magazine and said, quote, it's a magic cure. It makes... For what? It makes a shithouse car good. So now... It has gone from, like, a, like, accompaniment to, like, a car is this <laughs> bad cars great. Yeah, it fixes bad cars. Wow. When pressed to respond to the skepticism, quote, there's never been any truly avant-garde invention that hasn't received derision. I mean, sure there has. Yeah, like, nobody was like, x-rays. Hmm? Is this a bug? I don't know. This... It might be a bug or a spider. I was noticing. I think it's a little spider. It's a little baby. What the fuck are you doing? It's got healing powers. It's oh. Australia. You don't go touching spiders no little matter what size are they okay. are. Oh. <laughs> and then... <laughs> um, so Wheels... Genuinely don't know where he went. So Wheels Magazine wrote up a, a negative review of uh, the, the director. Wait, who? Wheels Magazine. They wrote, wrote up but, a negative oh. review. After giving him an interview, then they wrote up a shit review. Okay. Of the... Uh, of the, uh, of the uh, car. Uh, why? I don't know. Uh, yeah, what's their deal? Oh, uh, it's because it's Wheels, and he's like, deflate these. They're like, right. this is bad for business. When Wheels made criticisms about the lack of suppleness in the ride, the need for a fifth gear, and the lack of interior polish... The need for a fifth gear? He's like, you don't need a fifth gear. This is crystals. Peter could only boast about the energy polarizer and the magic cure. So... So the media is now fucking loving it. The Australian media is, like, just going crazy. His business is in shambles. No cars are coming from Holden for him to put the energy. They're just not sending him cars. Right. Well, you don't. The, the thing about the atomizers, you don't even need a car. If you buy this thing, it'll make a car for you. <laughs> it's a genie lamp. People aren't understanding. It turns out Peter didn't know anything about his business aside from cars. An old friend, Alan Gao, came in to help and said Peter didn't even have keys to the business. He you don't need keys when you have the energy atomizer. You just hold yeah. it up to a lock, and then a wall just lifts up. Yeah. His wife sleeps under a fucking pyramid, bro. He had let others handle everything. There's no money coming in. There's bills. There's taxes. You don't need money or to pay bills when you have an energy atomizer. You just hold it to your pink bills, and it pays them for you, dude. Okay. Yeah. It's a crystal gun. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like an idiot. Go ahead. Peter still wanted to build the director and sell them. 
He thought his name could make it happen, but the dealers wanted nothing to do with it. Even Gao didn't believe in the polarizer. Peter tried to convince Gao how the polarizer worked. Peter would sneak out and hook up the polarizer in Gao's Toyota. But Gao, Gao, Gao would know about it, and he would take the polarizer out and say the car wasn't running well, and Peter would put a new one in. So he just kept putting polarizers in his car and going, see, it's running better, right? And he'd be like, like no. it's not. I took it out. You need a new polarizer. <laughs> if you tried, what we need is a polarizer to fix the energy polarizer. We needed crystals for the crystals. Yeah. They've got to throw more crystals at this car problem. So Peter caught a break. Bad Russian uh, car company, Lada, approached and... Uh, I love how the Russians are always ready to be like, what, do you have a problem? We have a car we think could use an energy atomizer that sounds pretty good. Um, so his business was sold to be used as an Australian base for Lada Imports, and they paid him to put his name on their, uh, one of their cars. I mean, it really is what Seagal did. Like, it was yeah. just like, Ed, nobody would have him anymore. Yeah. And like, the energy atomizer, nobody has a, gives a fuck anymore. But Russia's like, yeah, this sounds pretty. <laughs> How does it work? Crystals, that sounds nice. So Peter keeps racing, but he has to ask, he doesn't have any money. He has to ask other racers for parts. Um, he finished third at Bathurst a few months later in February 1988, the City Morning Herald wrote, quote, two years ago, his mates would look you straight in the eye and tell you Brock could walk on water. Since February last year, they have taken great pains to tell you he has a feet of clay and is very much yesterday's man. Then it was revealed that two cars that had <laughs> finished in front of him at Bathurst were illegal, so he was the winner. Oh, but so that, that is the worst fucking thing that could happen to him. Yes. Because then he's like, I knew it. It fucking, yeah, it, it did that. My manifest box. Yeah. I love you, energy atomizer. Oh, really? So we that was... shouldn't. <laughs> well, I mean, Bev is asleep under that pyramid. It's awful late. And you do have that crystal hole. No. Shh. You shh. So, Bev, I'm leaving. I've found someone that can give me so much more than you. It's the box with magnets and crystals. Took a lot of petroleum jelly to figure it out. But. <laughs> so this saves his racing team. Everyone thought he was done, but he proved he could do it without Holden. He soon signed a deal with, that, with BMW. What are they doing? Mobile oil comes back the next year. <laughs> Mobile had done research on how badly Peter, Peter's reputation had taken a hit, and it turns out he was more popular than ever. Oh, what the fuck, you guys? Why did you do that? <laughs> no. Oh, it's like America. Uh, Down is up. <laughs> the Australians fucking love him. He had always taken autographs. Uh, uh, he'd always taken time to sign autographs to people. He was very kind to people. He's an all-around good guy with a great Aussie image. And in 1991, he was once again back driving with Holden. <laughs> he returned to the Holden racing team, 
1994. He retires in is 1997. He, is he now when he comes back? Is he still like? Does he still have his crystal box, or is he finally? Does he use it as like an out to be like? I don't eh. like. It's not talked about anymore. Sure. So I don't know. It's like knowing a Scientologist, kind of. He raised for a bit uh, Bathurst and some others. He, he and Bev split in 2005. In 2005, Peter reflected on whether... She really hung in there. Yeah. On whether he lost friends over the crystal situation, saying, quote, they probably thought I was a bit weird. They probably do think I'm a bit weird, but I've always marched to a different drumbeat, and that's just me. I don't think you should just try to fit in because you want peer approval. Too many of us live in, too many of us live in fear of the disapproval of those around us. That's not the lesson. <laughs> But it's it is he did get like because he could race he I mean it's like a you know it's like athletes like so many athletes are like you know not geniuses but because they have a physical skill you're like okay sure we know he's still like when George Furman came out with that grill like it was like nobody was like like they called it like the fusion grill it was like George Furman was like I created a grill that'll you like no dude you just were a boxer it's, who named a, all your kids George it was a good it was a good grill I had one. Yeah, it's a fine grill, for sure. But George Foreman was not, like, inventing it. You don't know that. Okay. <laughs> no, so, oh, he's still, like, he had a crazy moment, but he's still a good guy and a good, like, you can't, you don't erase it, right? Because he tried to put crystals in cars. Uh, no, I am, I am offering a counterpoint to that, actually. <laughs> I'm suggesting you do. <laughs> I don't think so, because nobody got hurt. I mean, except his company and the people lost their jobs, but... Yeah, but I mean, again, I feel... I mean, what do I... Okay, go ahead. Um, he died on September 8th, 2006, when he crashed during a race in Western Australia. He was 61. He was given a Victoria State funeral. He left three wills. It took three years to settle the court battles between family members. He left three members. wills? Yeah. I didn't know the guy died. I feel a little bad, but... I, can I just say that if... Uh, never mind, I'm not going to say it. Wouldn't you think that he would have an energy atomizer in the car he was driving? <laughs> and wouldn't that kind of undercut everything we just talked about? <laughs> and who leaves three wills? All right, will number. They're not like treasure maps. He's like, all right, here we go. Good luck on this one. Uh, because Holden shut down production of the director almost immediately, the energy polarizer became valuable. Oh, shit. Of course. It's just, there's no heroes. It's valuable. One sold in 2010 for $300,000. Who the fuck? Do you know who bought it? No, I don't know. Who the fuck? A hero. Uh, who the fuck? Ah. It's like, looked like a trapper keeper. Interest led to Holden releasing a new car with an energy polarizer no! in 2001. <laughs> Fuck. What? And what? And they were like, the problem is your tires are inflated. And that's not... You got to drive on your rims for this thing to work, pal. <laughs> the special edition Commodore came with a special body kit. Peter Brock's signature, and an energy polarizer that Holden admitted didn't do anything. That's right. 
pick one of these cars up right away. It's got an energy atomizer guaranteed to not do shit. <laughs> Holden slowly went out of business. I uh, wonder, do you think it had anything to do with their latest move? There's the final Holden was made in Elizabeth, South Australia, a suburb of Adelaide. Um, that plant closed on February 17, 2020. It was the last car plant in Australia, and Holden has been replaced by GM specialty vehicles. Look, man, you get caught up in shit. You yeah. Look, you, sure. have, you, have you ever... Um, but he, like, invented his been... own pyramid scheme and got well, lost in it. And have... his wife slept under it, from what I hear. Have, have you ever been... Possessed by a French guy, a French baker. Of course, baker, I've been possessed by. If you listen to the podcast, it's made like one out of every three episodes. So you know, what happens if someone helps you get rid of the French guy? It's like when Aaron Rodgers nope. started talking about vaccines. Oh shit! Yeah, no, that's different because he actually harmed people. He does harm. I'm not suggesting. I'm not Peter saying. I, I'm not. I'm. But I'm. I outside of that. It's just. When you become important through, like, athletic ability or some skill that is nowhere near adjacent to science or medicine, and then you have your own theories and stuff like that, like, that's okay. But you can't then, like, you're not, that's not what you studied. You know what I mean? It's like when an actor, like, starts telling you how, you know, what to do and how to live and what brought them, like, they're not supposed to be those people. You're not supposed to be elevating these kind of cultural icons into the realm of science because they have no expertise within it. So he's like a guy who's been told he's awesome and important for so long and then that kind of just leads it to the fact that he's just like put a magnet and a crystal in a box and he's like deflate the tires and you got a supercar. <laughs> and that's like what happened with Aaron Rodgers and that's what happens with a bunch of the athletes where you just are like you kind of are elevated because of your skill. You're popular, and then you're all of a sudden, you know, saying things you feel like, you um, know. I think the crystals work. And that's how you get, like, a game show host to be your fucking president, basically. Whoa. The fuck is your problem? Uh, I watched The Apprentice. It's a great it's show. not just a game show Mark host. Burnett. Thank you again, guys. He's also a fucking real estate man. He's one of the biggest businessmen in the world. He is big. He had steaks. He did have steaks. He sold steaks. Absolutely. Good yeah, ones, I mean, too. Your president's ever sold steaks? We don't have a president. Fuck off. Well, they didn't even need to say that. But so, yeah, he didn't do harm, but it is fucking crazy. No, it's totally, completely crazy. But I would, it's not something I would hold against him. I would be like, oh, he's got a quirk. I don't hold it against him. It's, yeah, but it's like for so long to be like for sure that this changes the way that cars are going to be driven. You know, to some extent that's a little I mean, I feel, like, crazy. I feel like the world never really gave it a shot. I think they did. It's from what I just heard, it sounds like they was really given a hell of a shot. What happened to the chiropractic uh, doctor who became the he mechanic? Did. Nobody knows. He just drifts out of the story. I mean, I'm sure at some point he was just like, hey, I'm going to, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the store. And then it was just. He's like the gone. Homer Simpson's Bush gif where he was just like, one day they were all like, hey, this engine doesn't look right. And he was like. Has anyone seen the chiropractic doctor mechanic? Yeah. Shh. I'm out of here. Yeah. And everybody, you all know who he is because he's so, yeah, he's an icon. And it's still revered? 
No. So you're shaking your head no. No. No, it's the person next to you who's shaking her head. Yeah. Well, there's right? definitely the, the, the abusing the ex-wife thing is not great. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of flags on the play. Yeah, there's a little bit of... There's some obviously problems with that, but... Uh, you know, fuck, what a Is he buried with an energy atomizer? Because if he is, we can expect a part two. <laughs> oh, my God, Peter! <laughs> yeah. He's crystallizing right now. Yeah, fuck yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming out. Very appreciative, truly. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it.